Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Reddit, Instagram, and MeWe. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. Not a TikTok junk. Talk to Elvis live on the line. Okay, we got Gary on the line. What say you, Gary? Oh, we got a breather. How you doing, Gary? I'm at your house, asshole. This is some kind of joke. My gun is pressed against your daughter's temple. Call 911. Tell me what's going on. Are you a fan of the show? Just trying to create some kind of buzz? I want to ruin your life. Just like you ruined mine. The police will take you out if you don't comply. No, I won't press charges. I just want you to leave me alone. You better not cut me off here. They said I was psychologically damaged. <laughs> Bullshit. Please, let my wife and daughter go. This can still end well. I don't want it to end well. What's going on? Say. <laughs> There's no one home. I am with your family. Elvis, get out of here. They fought. They squeal. It's gonna blow everything up. When there's a door, the basement, the garage, everything is wired to blow. He's in the building. If we don't want to die, we gotta fight. The guy that came around with the woman and the little girl? Is he talking into your headphones right now? He's been watching us from the start. Find me, I won't blow up the building, and I'll just kill Elvis. Let my girls go, okay? I'm too old to play fucking hide and seek, alright? Never forget his eyes and he's, he's totally cuckoo. Gary, the cops are coming in right now. I'm begging you, please give it up. We're done your weapons now! Don't touch that door! I don't think I can do this. You son of a Could have made a great movie. What do you think? I think you need a rewrite. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 473. Out now on digital and video on demand is On the Line, a thriller that stars Mel Gibson as a late-night radio DJ who was terrorized by a caller who claims to have his family hostage. A twist-filled mystery led by a charismatic Mel Gibson. On the line is written and directed by Romuald Boulanger, who I'm glad to say joins me now on the podcast. Romuald, I thank you so very much for your time today. Yeah, hi, Matt. I'm very happy. I'm thrilled to be with you. And I'm happy that you're with me too. It's really interesting, this movie on the line. Just looking into it, this is actually based on a, like originally a short film that you did back in um, 2019 called Talk, and that starred um, William Baldwin. Um, exactly. So really, I just wanted to go back to to that kind of the creation of that short film that you did back then. I know that you were a radio host yourself in your native country. 
does the encounters of that profession kind of like lead to kind of like your imagination swirling into the creation of of the talk and, and what we're seeing now on, on the line? Did you have kind of like experiences yourself? I'm not to the extremes that we see in this movie, but I imagine, you know, being, you know, a, a public figure in some context, you have been open to a lot of kind of crazies in your time. Did any of those experiences kind of uh, kind of like influence what we're seeing on the screen now? Well, it's a great question because it's actually happened to me literally what's ha- what's happening in the film I, I i put some love easter eggs because i know this world of radio very well i, I did uh i did i was a radio host for 15 years on the biggest radio station uh in music radio station in france called energy it's like uh, kiss fm but national and mm-hmm. uh and uh one day um uh, one day the switchboard operator doing a show uh, i was doing a night show called me and uh, say, oh, I have someone who wants to talk to you uh, before being on uh, on the air. And I take the phone and the guy says, I kidnapped your mother. And if you do not put me live on the air, I will kill her. And uh, so um, uh, unfortunately for his plan, my mother was not in this world anymore. So uh, so it didn't work very well. But um, back then I was uh, I was laughing about it. But uh, when I when I was uh, searching for a subject for a movie, I think it's a, it's a very good start. Yeah, it's such a wow. So when something like that happens and you have someone to call you up that way, even though you know that person is lying, I imagine for yourself you had to think exactly what type of psychological demons does this person have to have to go down that road? Yeah, but that's the, that's the beauty of it. I mean, night colors are different than the one who are listening to the radio station uh, during the day. So I, I was struggling with some sometimes with listeners. Who are, it could be just a joke. It could be just uh, someone who, uh, who, yeah, usually it's a joke. But but um, I didn't really take uh, took seriously that uh, that uh, threat. But um, but it could be serious. I mean, uh, I was thinking. If it had happened, and uh, if my if my mother was still alive back then, I would I would probably be like, hey, it's a joke, but uh, hey, uh, uh, could you go further? And if he, if I hear my mother on the phone, what I would do? Uh, I would probably I don't know uh, put him live on the air <laughs> and tell everything he would ask, uh, definitely. So that's that that was the point, and that the thing in in the film, someone calls during a, a night show with Mel and. Uh, saying, like you said, kidnapped his, his wife and his daughter, and it's a pretty scary thing. So that short film had William Baldwin in the role of Elvis, who's the talk show host here. This feature, of course, has Mel Gibson. How did Mel Gibson become involved um, in the, in this production? Because, you know, Mel Gibson is one of the biggest movie stars in, in the history of cinema, filmmaker as well. Um, as an Australian myself, we have a, a, a cultural uh, uh, lineage with him because he's part of Australia as well. How did he kind of become involved in, in um, what we see now with On the Line? You know, a movie, it's very hard to, sometimes to, 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 to produce a movie and to put everything uh, together and uh, to, to make a movie. And, um, and uh, first of all, I have to say I was, uh, I was so uh, blessed to uh, work with William Baldwin. Uh, it was incredible on, uh, on, the, on the short movie. We actually had like 70, something like 60, 60, yeah, 65 to 70 uh, awards uh, on this short film. And Billy had like half of it. Uh, he, he had like, the, the, um, uh, yeah, mostly 30, 35 awards for his uh, performance in the short. Uh, and then when uh, I developed the, 
the long version, we um, uh, we we uh, we sent the script to uh, to Mel, and um, yeah, we were very lucky. Uh, Mel loved the script, and uh, and yeah, we were we actually shot the film in in France. I think what's you really tap into with Mel Gibson is something that only a few filmmakers know how to get from him. Is, is his sense of humor. He really does have a kind of like a zany kind of sense of humor. He likes to make jokes. He likes to, you know, get down and dirty with his jokes as well. Um, how important was that kind of element to your story? I'm not, I don't want to give away spoilers, but I mean, to try to, to tap into that element, into um, Elv, the, the personality of Elvis, to tap into that humor that Mill has, I think it's such an essential ingredient uh, to this movie. Well, Mel is a, uh... Is the center of the movie. I mean, is on the one hour and forty five, one hour forty minutes uh, long. Uh, Mel is on screen for one hour and thirty eight minutes. So it's uh it's him, uh, and uh, we follow his uh, his journey into that that the, uh, that thing. I, I mean, uh, Mel is fun. He's really fun. He's uh, on set. Uh, he makes jokes. He's a uh, he's, he's a very fun guy to to to, to work with. He's, he's uh, apart from all his his, his talent and thing. It it was very very nice to work with him. Uh, and uh, and I'm happy because in the film we can feel that uh, Mel is like that. He, he could joke. He could yeah. So I think it's a it's a perfect role for him. I the other big part of the movie you don't really see on screen. It's the voice. The voice of okay. the caller. I'm really curious in regards logistically how you do that kind of thing on set. When Mel is interacting with the voice, does he hear that voice or is that you or someone else off camera giving him the lines? I'm really curious about that. Yeah, no, I didn't want that. I didn't want like uh, having like an assistant or me uh, like hiding behind a chair saying, <laughs> saying the lines. I wanted Mel, Mel to to feel uh, live what's going on, and so we actually created the thing that he could hear in his in his headphones uh, mm-hmm. live. Uh, Paul Spera's voice, Paul Paul is playing uh, the character of Gary, and uh, so we on the set we had uh, Paul uh, on the separate um, uh, room, uh, and uh, he was doing. His voice live and uh, it worked very very well because Mel was feeling it. It is much better. I mean that instead of having like a like someone telling badly the the, the lines. I mean it, yeah, it, I think it's it, it yeah it's the best way to do it. You shot in Paris. The film is set in the one location, which is the the radio station. You worked in, of course, for such a long time in radio stations. Where, where are you actually filming in that? In, in 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 the movie is it actual place like an actual radio live radio station that you're playing work filming in? yeah no not, not at all actually the 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 story takes place in los angeles so okay. uh so that makes sense we shot that in paris <laughs> but uh, no so we actually built uh an entire radio station floor uh and the goal was to match uh, an American building, so from the light bulbs to uh, to the to the um, to the plugs, and uh, everything uh, was uh, American. I mean, it was it, the the idea is to feel that we are on the thirty thirtieth floor on on an American building. So we were on a, a famous uh, legendary um, uh, studio uh, lot called uh, Studio de Brie sur Marne, which is uh, where a lot of movies are, are made. And so on the soundstage, we we create that. And the view, you, you see the view of LA 
the 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 back behind the windows actually a picture mm-hmm. uh, of LA and uh, lagged by 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 behind and so we have that I mean it's it, it's great shooting in the studio it's easier uh, for a filmmaker for the crew you you manage the lights and you can I created actually with a. Uh, Emmanuel Réveillère, who's, who's uh, the, the, the head of design team, we created the, the world thing, like saying, I want that here, I want that here. And so it was exactly what I had in mind. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by Tee Public. Tee Public is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise. With over 1.2 million designs, Tee Public is sure to have something you will love. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by Amazon. The world's leading online store, Amazon is your first stop to buy a wide range of products at competitive prices with fast delivery times. Amazon is also a world-class entertainment hub that includes Prime Video, Audible, Twitch, Amazon Music, and more. Sign up with Amazon today and experience the best in online shopping and entertainment. Please support Matt's movie reviews on Patreon. Get access to exclusive content, request movie reviews and top 10 lists, and help support my work. Please click on the Patreon link in the description below. This is really, uh, really is a twist-filled kind of like story. It takes you to places you didn't really expect. When it comes to that kind of element of the movie, um, how do you like to, to to play with that in regards to your writing, to your screenplay? Do you have different alternate kind of versions of where the story might want to go? And then yeah. you kind of like, and you kind of work on it that way? Do you, or do you kind of like, are you set with like one path and then that's the only path you're going to go down? Uh, to be honest, I had for this one, the big twist from the beginning. I, I have I actually found the twist before writing the, <laughs> writing the movie. So I knew it's going to end like that. And uh, I don't want to spoil it, but you saw the movie. So, yes. so, so you understand my point. I mean, the, the, yes. the, the twist is everything. The twist is everything. I think the movie, if without the twist, would, would have like not the same flavor. Uh, it, it would be like a regular movie uh, you could watch with a threat and with the guy you're trying to struggle. But I wanted to have that feeling at the beginning and, and the idea is to, to surprise at the end. So um, I don't want to tell more, but uh, <laughs> people have to take the right. <laughs> when it comes to that kind of like the psychological aspect of making a film, do you have any experiences of your own watching a movie where a surprise or a twist will come and really kind of like stick to you because like for me the biggest one that i remembered for myself um was the first time i watched the usual suspects in the ending of that movie um and then you know there's other films of course that have have come out since then that kind of like kind of go down the same kind of road but doesn't have the same impact do you remember what films that you saw as a filmmaker that where there there was like a a twist to the story where that kind of uh, got you uh the way that might this movie might get other people Oh yeah, Usual Suspects, The Guilty. Uh, it's a mm-hmm. Danish movie with a remake on Netflix by um, um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It was pretty good. Uh, the Guilty was was a kind of um, very uh, cool movie with the big twist at the end. Um, I would say uh, The Thick Sense. Thick mm-hmm. Sense was uh, one of my favorite movie of all time uh, because I was so uh, catched and. Um, Recently, no, I was thinking also oh the game. The game. Oh yeah. The, the David Fincher, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. And actually, uh, when I met Mel the first time, he said that the script remind him uh, that the David Fincher movie. So I was pretty uh, happy with that uh, reference. <laughs> Who do you base your shock jock on in regards to the character? I mean, does Mill have his own interpretation? Does he have his own kind of like influence of, because I know that um, uh, William Baldwin said that he, Don Imus was someone that he kind of looked at well, for his kind of like his interpretation of Elvis. What about for, for Mill? Did he have kind of look at different shock jocks of and kind of like based like his interpretation of how they kind of did it? Or is this kind of stuff from his own kind of like personality, his own kind of sense of humor that really kind of formed the role? I think it's a mix of everything. I think uh, when you create a character, we uh, discussed a lot with Mel and uh, and uh, it's a mix of how we it's it's a mix of uh, what I think about the character, what he thinks about the characters, and uh, uh, and you know actually living in France, I ha- we I have people in mind, uh, but French host like nobody would would know outside France, but uh, mm. so we we there is always these in every country in every in everywhere there is these old. Um, a radio host, uh, you know, like uh, 30 years old uh, radio and who are still uh, talking to people every night and uh, and that kind of that 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 the base of the character. And then you bring Mel with uh, with uh, uh, all this sense of humor and uh, and his charism and uh, and uh, yeah, you have my character. When it comes to radio, um, yourself being a radio host, especially the type of radio, you know, shock jock that Mel Gibson plays in the film, what kind of standing does that still have in culture these days? Now you look to YouTube, you look to podcasts for these kind of personalities, right? What do you think the shock, does, does, does a radio personality kind of like Elvis, does that kind of can still make a mark and still make a cultural mark these days, do you think? Or do you think that the the, the paradigm has shifted now to online where you have to your, your Jake Pauls and you such are, are they kind of like the new shock job do you think yeah I think you yeah you're right I mean uh, uh the world is changing and that the point of the film if you if you notice at the end that's why um we have this twist and uh and and also uh these characters struggle uh, in the old world where there is this uh, young people around him. Uh, mm. You know, his boss, uh, played by Nadia Forrest, saying that you're not on Twitter, you're not on, 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 on TikTok. You're not. And he says, I'm not a TikTok guy. I'm, I'm not yeah. TikTok. I'm a, I'm a radio host. I mean, it's hard. You know, I was a radio host from... Uh, the, the 90s to uh the to the beginning of uh, the the yeah 2000 something and uh the social medias were not that big and um and i think it's hard today uh, some the radio host today i think has to to have a big audience on social media to exist which is kind of crazy because his, his job is to be on the radio station mm. but today it's more than that and uh and uh, but i like this this uh yeah, I like these old characters stuck in that uh, old uh, uh, yeah. way of doing old, the radio. Old school. Old school old way of doing it. Exactly. Yes. Old you said it. Yeah. 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 And like, I think Mel kind of suits it because his, pers- his personality, I think, is very, very much an old school kind of guy. He likes to, in Elvis, you know, uh, I imagine that kind of old school thing, that might be the reason why the character is named Elvis, right? Because when you think of Elvis, you think of like the old school kind of like the, 
you know, not only the singer, but the name itself is not one that really kind of comes across that often. And so if someone does have that name, there's a certain kind of uh, uh, attachment to that, isn't there? Kind of like an old school attachment, right? Yeah, it was not it was not uh, meant to be. It was just because I love the name and I love the radio host in uh, in New York called uh, Elvis Duran. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a great guy. He's a, and, uh, and I love the his show. He's walking on a, a radio called uh, Z100 on New York. And um, and um, and I love yeah, Elvis. And actually, there is a but there is like a tribute to the king in the movie when uh when the character leave the building there is the the the, the switchboard operator saying helvis has left the building which is mm. kind of it's a, it's a, it's a tribute to to the king well it's a fine tribute indeed and for everyone out there listening on the line releases right now digital and video on demand i really recommend people check out this film you get a really good charismatic performance from mel gibson get a great twistful story you get a conclusion that you will not see coming i guarantee you no one's going to see this twist coming i uh, don't want to give away too much of there and romula belanger i thank you so very much for your time today congratulations with the movie hopefully we get to talk again soon man it's been a real pleasure yeah thank you so much matt and i really appreciate your support thank you again